Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Last year, we launched our course, The Data-Driven Classroom, and had hundreds of educators and clinicians take this course with consistently amazing feedback. I heard from so many teachers how this course really changed the way they approach data, how they were able to set up simple data systems, train their paras, and be collecting data to make data-based decisions within days of finishing the course. That feedback made me so happy. Now that course has been closed and unavailable since last year, but guess what? We are reopening the course, the data-based classroom, and I want you to be one of the first ones in. If data is something you have been struggling with for years, let's work on this together. Let me give you all of the tools to make this something that can consistently happen in your classroom. And guess what? Since you are a podcast listener, and I absolutely love my podcast listeners, I have an awesome code for you. When you use the code DATA100, you're going to get $100 off of the course bundle. Now, this code is only going to be usable until March 20th. So you only have one week to use this code, but Data 100 will get you $100 off of that course bundle. So that means for less than $200, you are getting the amazing data toolkit with literally hundreds of data sheets, all editable. And don't worry, I teach you how to edit it. And that entire data-driven course that touches on academic data, behavior data, staff training, and so much more. There's a link in the show notes with all of the information. Let's make this year the year that data really works. Hi, I'm Sasha Long, special ed teacher and board certified behavior analyst. Welcome to the Autism Helper Podcast. I'm here to explore different strategies to improve the lives of individuals with autism. heard about executive functions a lot, but you may not be exactly clear on what they are. And no problem, right? There's a lot of terms and vocabulary to know in this field. And in today's podcast episode, I wanted to give a big picture overview of executive functions, what they are, and why they are so important for all individuals. As I go through some of these executive functioning skills, you may be like, oh my gosh, some of these I struggle with. And you're going to be right. There are things we all struggle with when it comes to executive functions. So executive functions are the cognitive processes required for goal-directed behavior. They're basically the skills to perform or execute a task, right? Everything you do every day involves you managing your own behavior and therefore involves executive functions. Executive functions work together. So a weakness in one skill can really impact the overall ability to perform a task or to meet classroom expectations. So I want you to right now in your head, think about students in your classroom or clients on your caseload that are not meeting the expectations of the class. 
Maybe they're not turning in their homework. Maybe they're not raising their hand during group. Maybe they're not transitioning quietly in the hallway. And as we go through some of the executive functions in a few minutes and list them out, start to think about which of these skills that student may be having a hard time with. And if we don't have a strong mastery of these executive functions, it impacts our ability to meet these goals that are set for us every day and these expectations that are set for us. Remember, when we say skills, skills are not just academic abilities. Skills are all of the behavior we engage in. And executive functions are skills. And guess what? The great thing about skills is that skills involve behavior and behaviors can be learned and strengthened. So just because your student struggles with flexibility doesn't mean he will struggle with flexibility forever. Just because your student has very little response inhibition doesn't mean he will always have very little response inhibition. These are things we can work on and we can teach, which is very exciting. Now, executive functioning skills when we don't have a good mastery of them, can cause a lot of problems. And again, as we start to go through the individual skills, you'll kind of start to think about some of your students like, oh yeah, this is why he's having a hard time in all these areas. Big picture, executive function skills, functioning skills can cause challenges in making and maintaining friendships. It can cause challenges in following classroom directions and school rules. These skills can cause challenges in reading comprehension, academic engagement, informal and standardized assessments. When you don't have a strong mastery of these executive functioning skills, all of these things and more can be really hard. When you have proficient executive functioning skills, individuals become more flexible, more independent, better problem solvers, better able to self-regulate and self-advocate. I mean, when we go through that list, aren't you like, oh my God, executive functions are everything. Because that's kind of how I feel. A few years ago, I went down a rabbit hole of like obsessing with researching executive functioning skills. I just fell in love with executive functions. I truly did. And I read like pretty much every book available on executive functions because I just had this light bulb moment of like, oh my God, this is everything. And when you struggle with these skills, as I know so many individuals that do, it there's this ripple effect in all these areas of your life, in academics, in following classroom rules and friendships that it causes so many problems. And if we can get to the root of the issue, which is often these executive functioning skills, there's so much potential. So let's go through the list of the 11 executive functioning skills. And then I'm going to go through a few examples on how we use these every single day and some big picture ways we can teach executive functions. So the 11 executive functions are response inhibition, working memory, emotional control, sustained attention, task initiation, planning and prioritization, organization, time management, persistence, flexibility, and metacognition. Let's dig into each of those really briefly. So these somewhat go in order in kind of the way they develop naturally and then how they build on each other. So as we get farther down that list that I just read, time management is pretty far down the list because it involves task initiation, planning, organization. So they do really build on each other, but it's not a hard and fast kind of order. First, response inhibition. Response inhibition is the skill of thinking before you act or resisting the urge to say or do something and really thinking about the consequences. So it's a lot about impulse control and and kind of thinking long-term about 
consequences of our actions and things like that. So right away, I'm sure we got a lot of probably even adults that struggle with response inhibition. Next, we have working memory. Working memory is the ability to retain or draw upon information while completing a task. So while you are talking to someone, you're remembering where you're walking to, right? You're walking in the hallway, you're talking to a coworker, but you're also remembering where you're walking. You can remember maybe the expectations of various teachers in the school, like the different rules they have. So we're remembering something while we're doing something else. Next is emotional control. Emotional control is the ability to manage your emotions and complete tasks and direct your behavior. So this is the ability to recover after losing a game or getting a bad grade that you can move on and transition to the next activity. Whenever I think of emotional control, side note, I think of anger from the movie Inside Out. You know what I'm talking about? That's who I think. Like he, um, that anger guy, he struggles with emotional control, right? So the ability to move on and control your emotions. Next is sustained attention. Sustained attention is different than working memory. Sustained attention is the ability to continue to pay attention to a task or an event despite distraction or fatigue. So you may be distracted, you may be tired, but you're staying on task. So maybe the guided reading group is reading their books, but the next group over is doing a really fun game of Pictionary, and yep, you're distracted, but you stay on task with your book. Maybe your kid is able to complete their household chores while the TV is on. That is not possible, right? Once TV's on, we all zone out. So sustained attention is paying attention, staying on task despite fatigue or distraction. Next is task initiation. Task initiation is the ability to begin your tasks efficiently. So when the teacher passes out a worksheet, everyone gets started within the first few seconds or minutes. Next is planning. Planning is creating a roadmap to completing a goal. So being able to identify the steps and the benchmarks needed to hit a more complex goal. So if a student gets an assignment, maybe they create a plan or a checklist on how to complete that task. Planning can also involve multi-level instructions and multi-step routines within our day. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba organization. Oh, this is a big one. And I, I, you guys know, I love talking about this one. Organization is a big one. It's the ability to create and maintain systems to keep track of information and materials. And organization may seem unimportant, but again, it's that we want to finish things with 100 to the 100% point, right? We want to turn in our homework and in order to turn in your homework, you have to be able to find your homework. In order to do your homework, you have to be able to find the book you need. So we need our materials, we need our assignments, we need systems to find what we need when we need it. 
Next is time management. The skill of being able to estimate how much time one has and allocate that time appropriately. There's a lot involved in time management. We need the skill of activity estimation, estimating how long things take, um, the ability to count backwards from when we have to be somewhere, the ability to stay on task. You need sustained attention, right? If you get distracted, then your whole idea of time management and staying on task is, is gone. So time management really involves a lot of the previous executive functioning skills. And then we have persistence. Persistence is following through on the completion of a goal. This is what I've been saying when we get to 100%. You need that last 2% to really reach your goal. If you want to buy something that is $200 and you give the cashier $198, guess what? It's not enough. You got to get to that 100% when it comes to completion. Then we have flexibility. This is a really hard one. Oh my gosh, this is hard for a lot of us. This is hard for me. Flexibility is the ability to revise a plan to changing conditions. So an example here could be on the way to soccer practice, Alex's mom gets a flat tire. Instead of going to soccer, they have to go to the mechanic. So being flexible about those big things like a canceled soccer practice or small things too. And last, we have metacognition, self-monitoring and self-evaluation. Again, this is a high level one. This is why it's last on our list. Maybe an example would be that I have good metacognition because I know that when I rush, I forget things. So if I notice myself rushing, I stop for a second, I pause, and I slow down before continuing. Now, I don't always show that great metacognition, but sometimes I do. So being able to self-monitor and self-evaluate. So those are our 11 executive functioning skills. And I want to go through an example of a time when we use all 11 skills and we do this activity on a regular basis. This activity is grocery shopping. Now, maybe you're someone that loves grocery shopping. Some people love it, right? You go through the aisles, you take your time, it's your me time. Ugh, that's not me, you guys. I hate grocery shopping, actually, but you gotta do it, right? When you grocery shop, you use every single one of the 11 executive functions. Did you know that? And if that doesn't highlight how important executive functioning skills are, I don't know what is. Because it, grocery shopping is an essential life skill that's something we for sure want our learners to be able to do with some level of independence at some point in their lives. And we need executive functions to get there. So let's go through grocery shopping. The first step when you go grocery shopping is to plan which store you want to go to. So maybe you have a few grocery stores nearby you. The first step is planning. Then you're going to use metacognition to organize your list of groceries you need. Maybe you go through coupons to see what's on sale. Maybe you go through your pantry and your fridge to see what you don't have. I'm out of milk, but I have enough eggs. Maybe you think about what you want to cook that week or what meals you need to prepare and create what you need. So that's self-monitoring. Then you need time management skills to pick a time to go grocery shopping when you'll have enough time to shop and come back home and make sure you aren't late for something. Let's say you have to be at work at 8 a.m. You're not going to go grocery shopping at 7.45, right? So you want to use your time management skills to have enough time to grocery shop. Then you have to leave for the store. That's task initiation. Maybe you decide you're going to go at 5 o'clock and you turn the TV on at 4.30 and you got sucked into a show. Well, you need to use your task initiation and get started on that task and leave. So you get to the grocery store, you're ready, you have your list, you've done everything up until this point, you're in the grocery parking lot, you go to pull into a spot and someone cuts you off and they pull into that parking spot right in front of you. And you're mad, you're like, dang it, that was a good spot and it's raining, but 
you're going to use your emotional control and you're going to shake it off and move on, control your emotions and transition the next task. You are not going to roll your window down and scream out the window and give them the middle finger. Nope, you move on. Because you guys, you're going to see them in the store in like two minutes and it'll be awkward anyways. So next, you're in the store, you're shopping. While you're shopping, you're going to use your working memory to identify the food you need. So as you go through the aisles, you'll remember what you need or you'll remember to look at your list. You will use response inhibition to avoid indulging in things you don't need. That's why they say don't grocery shop hungry because your response inhibition will be really low. You're like, oh, wow, chips are 10 for $10. I definitely need 10 bags of chips. Then you're later, you're like, no, I don't. Why'd I buy five tubs of ice cream? Then you're going to adapt your list if things are missing using flexibility. Maybe you get to the bread aisle, but the kind of bread that you usually buy is out. So you'll be flexible. You'll buy a different type of bread. You'll stay focused using sustained attention so you get home on time. You're not going to spend three hours grocery shopping. You stay on task. And then the last step is that persistence. If you get home and you put all of your groceries on the kitchen table and leave them there, have you successfully grocery shopped? Some of you might say, yes, you successfully grocery shopped. But the goal of grocery shopping is to have food to eat throughout the week or the next few days, right? If you leave all of your food on the kitchen table and you go to bed and you wake up the next morning, if you bought ice cream, if you bought meat, if you bought cheese, if you bought milk, all of that is bad. You don't, you didn't achieve the goal that was related to grocery shopping of having food to eat during the week. You now don't have food to eat during the week because your ice cream's melted, your meat is disgusting, your milk is gross because you didn't put the food away. So you need that last 2%, that persistence of putting the food away when you get home. So as we went through grocery shopping, something that's an everyday activity, we easily utilized every single executive functioning skill. So we can see how important and essential executive functions are. Do you see why I'm obsessed now, guys? There's just so much potential here when it comes to teaching our kids these missing skills and really kind of getting to the root of some challenges they are having. So I hope this kind of introductory episode on executive functions has sparked your curiosity and gotten you thinking about how you can look at executive functions in your classroom. When we are teaching executive functioning skills, we need to do so in a purposeful way. It has to be planned instruction. I think that's what a lot of our kids benefit from. Not this like wish and hope method of, well, I hope you eventually learn emotional control or task initiation. I think it has to be planned and purposeful. And I truly think that all individuals, all students benefit from this. This isn't something that is just for learners with autism or learners with special needs. As I said in the start of this episode, I want you to think about all of your students that are not meeting expectations and what role lacking executive functions may play and how you can hone in on teaching those skills. Thanks for listening to the Autism Helper podcast. If you liked what you heard and want to hear more, hit subscribe. It would mean a lot to me if you left some feedback. Whether I'm working one-on-one with a student, doing a podcast like this one, or presenting for a PD, my goal is always to provide as much value as I can. So your feedback really helps me make sure I'm doing just that. If you have other topics you'd like me to cover, leave in the feedback or message me on social media. You can follow me at The Autism Helper on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and Pinterest, or visit my website, theautismhelper.com. Thanks again for listening.
Get ahead of postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. Having the right resources for your classroom is essential to making sure your classroom is running smoothly. At the Autism Helper Shop, we have all of the resources you need to make sure you have the behavior, communication, and curriculum supports for your students. Within our shop, we have adapted books, task cards, resources aligned to the VB map and the ABLES, behavior plan flowcharts, data sheets, curriculum, everything you need, whether you are an early childhood teacher or a high school teacher, we have all of the resources that will meet those students' needs. So head over to shop.theautismhelper.com to check out all of our resources.